2: Hello, everybody. It is 6.01 p.m. here on the East Coast. It is time. The NBA New Year is here. Happy New Year, everybody. It's time to chat some Orlando Magic basketball. The deals are already starting with Nikola Jokic agreeing to a Supermax deal with the Denver Nuggets. We're going to get into all that. We're going to talk about what the Orlando Magic do. We're going to react to what the Orlando Magic do live if they do it live Welcome to the Locked On Magic live show. Welcome to those on the Twitter Twitter spaces on Orlando Magic Daily at Omagic Daily. It's time to get going. It's Locked On Magic.
1: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is the NBA New Year. It is June 30th at 6.02pm Eastern Time. It's a live edition of Locked On Magic as well as on Twitter spaces at omagicdaily. My name is Philip Rossman I'm the expert in site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR_OMD underscore omd as well as at omagicdaily. Today is a live episode of Locked On Magic, a live episode on Twitter Spaces as well, if you want to interact with the show that way. I'm taking your questions on the Orlando Magic. I'm taking your questions about what the Magic are going to do. We're going to react live to anything the Magic might do as well. So I'm trying to manage a lot of different things here. I'm following the comments here on our YouTube page, at Locked On Magic. I'm following for speaker requests on Twitter Spaces. So please, 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 please hang tight here. Uh, I'm trying to catch up and keep up with things as they happen, as well um, as, as news breaks and, and all that stuff. So we are going to get into plenty to, plenty here. There have been already a ton of questions going on, and of course, a ton of things going on as well. The big news right off the bat, Sham Sharania of, uh, of The Athletic Reports, free agent center Isaiah Hartenstein, has agreed to a two-year, $16 million-plus deal with the New York Knicks taking away one of the big targets that the Orlando Magic had um, in free agency, right off the bat, uh, I think this is—I a, 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 would honestly say—expected. Um, you know, I actually—you know—I was a bit surprised by the news about Isaiah Hartenstein yesterday uh, when it came out because um, I felt like the Magic were just—the Magic have the most money to offer. That's—that's—that's—that's that's, that's, that's kind of the first place to start. Um, the Magic. Always have the mo- have the most money to offer because they're not chasing any of the big fish as far as we know. We're going to get into that, in we're going to get to that in just a moment. Uh, but I always felt like Hartenstein was going to be someone that other teams, that playoff teams specifically, were going to be chasing. And at the end of the day, with with these guys, you don't want to spend too much on these guys. Um, you're going to get caught going up against teams with playoff rosters, with, with playoff caliber teams. Uh, and and I just don't always think the Magic are going to be able to compete. And, and, and I always had this feeling with Hartenstein that he was going to get, if not the full mid-level exception, a good chunk of the mid-level exception. And, and that was about where you'd want to top off on him. And obviously, he got less than the mid-level exception. About eight million plus eight million dollars per year is 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 uh, probably the fair deal. That's probably that's that's what I was hearing. Um, you know, the rumors that were going around was that the Magic gave him a four-year, thirty-two million dollar deal. Years and amount were about the only thing the Magic had over playoff teams, like our playoff capable teams. I don't know if the Knicks are a playoff team, but playoff capable teams like the New York Knicks. Uh, I really liked Hartenstein. I think he's he's a perfect backup center. I, I really think this is a good deal uh, for both him and for the Knicks. Um, I'm not wholly surprised the Magic didn't get to him. Uh, I have been beating this drum for a very very long time uh, that the number one need, the most immediate need that the Magic have in this off season is backup center. They absolutely need a backup center. They need they need some depth at center. Um, they need, And it's really kind of tricky. I kind of noted this when I was talking about Isaiah Hartenstein uh, on my article in OrlandoMagicDaily.com today. The Magic need a lot of flexibility at that backup center spot. It's super important because Wendell Carter has not played more than 62 games in a season. Last year he played 62 games. That was a career high for him. Uh, they are going to need someone to fill in roughly 10 to 15 minutes or 10 to 15 games per, per year at minimum. So they need a starting caliber backup center. Um it may end that, end up that they go back to Mobamba. Kobe Price of the Orlando Sentinel put this out there yesterday when the Magic declined the declined to make the qualifying offer to uh to uh to Mobamba that there's still interest from both sides for him to come here but again there's been some rumors and some reporting that he may uh, end up with the Lakers today so another magic center of course going to the Los Angeles Lakers um it is it, it, the center fee, the center market does thin out and I, and I did think that it was really really possible that the magic do end up going back to mobamba in, in a sort of Thanos type 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 way um, I, I think that's really, really possible. I've seen some people suggest Thomas Bryant as an option. I have him on my list. Um, my only concern is he is coming off a torn ACL. Um, I think that we've heard enough about guys with torn ACLs and enough uh, and had, had enough to do with guys like that. Uh, so I, I, I'm a little hesitant to go to Thomas Bryant. The guy that I kind of am in, interested in, um, and it just, it's just going to come down to numbers, and I don't know what the number would be. Um, is Chris Boucher from the Toronto Raptors? We saw last year, se- 20 in the 2021 season, how good he can be. He was a versatile shot blocker, a good energy player around the basket, could even step out and hit the three-point shot. Um, but I, I really, I really think, but he had a really down year this year, down to about nine points per game. The blocks were gone, his three-pointer was gone. It was a rough year for him, uh, and so I really think that. Chris Boucher could be a good target. It's just gonna, I just don't know what the amount is. I know that like John Hollinger, his stats had, had Boucher valued at like $15 million. That's too rich for me. Um, again, you front load anything, maybe it's okay because money's kind of not important this year. Um, but I, I, I do think that, uh, there, that there are a few options, but Mo Bamba is certainly sitting there as well. The other big news that's just come down here in the last couple minutes, Portland Trailblazers guard... Anthony Simons has agreed to a four-year extension four year 100 million dollar contract extension uh, with the Portland Trailblazers. So Anthony Simons, no chance to magic bring him home on a four year hundred million dollar deal. that's probably what it was gonna cost to bring him in. That was definitely that would have definitely been a big swing for the Orlando magic. It would have been a huge swing for that team for the magic to make probably a little bit more aggressive than I was than I was thinking for this team. Uh, so we, so obviously that is out the window now definitely a couple other wings. That I would be looking at. I see a lot of comments about Bull Bull. I have not talked about Bull Bull very much here, so we will get to that coming up in just a moment. But I do have a speaker request here on uh, on Twitter spaces uh, from the Napier Foundation uh, at Just Getting Better. Um, Hold on a sec. Let's uh, see if he can get there. Hey, man, how's it going? Can you hear me? Are you there? Sorry about that, man. I'm not hearing anything from from you here. Uh, let me make sure it's not me. Sorry about that, man. I am not hearing anything from you. So uh, I would say uh, I would say uh, maybe make the speaker request again, and 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 we'll we'll jump we'll jump in here. Um, I've got at uh, S T A Bat me. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, how's it going, man? Hold on, he's connecting here. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get this to work. Um, how's it going, man?
3: Hey man, how you doing?
2: I am doing good. How are you?
3: I just want to say really quick, now that I guess Woj and Shams are saying we missed out on Isaiah Hartenstein, I would love to see the magic target Jalen Smith, because I know he's a free agent from the Pacers and he's taking some deals. I wouldn't mind dropping five million on him to do like a backup center type thing. I think he's a really good player. He can stretch the floor and shoot the three, kind of like Bomba can. But he can also block and play really good defense.
2: Yeah, I actually saw I saw that too. That that Jalen Smith is uh, it was uh, the quali- that the Pacers took out the qualifying offer on him, so he is an unrestricted free agent. I I almost put eye emojis on that when I saw that. I, I think that would be a really good target as well. A good young big, um, showed what he could do in playing with playing time with the Pacers last year after he got traded um, from from Phoenix. Uh, I, I do really like that idea to chase after a guy like Jalen Smith. I would definitely put him on my list. Uh, it appears, though, we are getting some news here. So give me a sec to update my Twitter account. Um, so thank, thank you so much for, 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 for jumping in there because it looks like it's going to be moot here in just a moment. Give it a sec here. Um, checking in here. I'm going to check here. Uh, ac- it does appear that according to Chris Haynes, the, or- the Orlando Magic have re-signed Mo Bamba. To a two-year, twenty-one million-dollar contract, um, you know. I, I, again, as was reported, certainly very, very possible that the Orlando Magic were going to bring back Mobamba. Um, it definitely was definitely part of the process. Mob, you know, I, I'll give Mobamba this this much this this too. Um, he was always speaking as if he was part of this team. He never spoke like he was going to leave in free agency. He talked really, really highly. Um, he saw, spoke really, really highly, and now we're getting bombed here. Um, he spoke really, 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 really highly about the culture, about wanting, wanting to be part of this culture, wanting to stay with what this team is doing. I apologize that someone is review is comment bombing our, our chat. I apologize for that. Um, this was not, I mean, it is a little surprising to me because, you know, why give up the qualifying offer? Why do that unless it was necessary to get to this contract amount? This, this contract amount, is about how much the qualifying offer was. Um, uh, it, 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 it's it's um, it's it, it's just it's about what the qualifying offer was. So this is to me this really does feel like a fair deal. The Magic get him for two more years, uh, about ten million dollars per. Not going to kill you. He plays that backup center role. He knows his role. He knows what the Magic are trying to do. You know you can play him next to. Um, you, you know you can play him next to. Wendell Carter really successfully. I'm sure you could play him next to Jonathan Isaac, next to Paolo Bancaro really successfully too. You know, you know what he's bringing to the table. You know what he's going to add. And again, the Magic continue to invest in him. They continue to add with him the way that um, the way that he developed this year. So uh, you know, I'm not. I'm, I'm. Let me say this. I, I know I kind of wrote a retrospective on on him. It definitely looked like there are some signals that the Magic weren't bringing him back. Uh, but. This is certainly, a, I think, a fair deal. I think this is um, a, I think this is a, a good move for the Orlando Magic. I think it's simple, it's easy, um, and and it gets the job done for for this team. So uh, again, I think the Magic did good here. The price is is pretty good. The price looks like it's about what that qualifying offer would have been. I've been floating this for a while. I thought there was a decent chance that the, that the, that Bomba just takes the qualifying offer, um, tries to tries to to, to, pit, to kind of kick the can down the road uh, another another year. Um, but, uh, at the same time, you know, this kind of does the same thing. This kind of, like, kind of sets the Magic up to do, um, do the same thing as well, where, you know, they bring him back, decent amount, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit of payment, but right now, like I said, money, I've, I've kind of mentioned this, money doesn't matter for this team right now. This year, money is not important. Um, you know, how much the Magic spend this season isn't the biggest deal in the world. Um, because, A, they're not trying to compete. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I, I think the Magic are, are, are a really interesting team um, because they're kind of the, the only team with max with like near-max cap space, $28-29 that you're not sure if they're trying to win now or make moves to win now, um, but they're certainly not trying to tank. Like, the San Antonio Spurs, they're tanking. What they did with DeJounte Murray, getting Danilo Gallinari just to waive him and forward first-round draft picks, they're going all in on this really good 2023 NBA draft. That's that. You know, again, we'll wait to see what the Spurs do, but I can't imagine. I can't imagine they're doing anything else besides that. Uh, as far as the as far as like the Knicks, we saw that they spent on Hartenstein. Uh, we saw that they sent spent on Jalen Brunson. That's their summer. They're done. You know, they've spent all their cap room. So the question now is. What do the Magic do? Now the Magic are the big players in this market. They're the ones that no one knows what they're going to do. Now, let's make this point really, really clear too. Um, a big part of, you know, and this this might be why the Magic ended up deferring the qualifying offer or not tendering the qualifying offer to Mobamba. The Magic now have twenty eight to twenty nine million dollars to spend, and then they can go resign Mobamba. The the big part of not doing the qualifying offers that the cap hold for a restricted free agent the cap hold for a restricted free agent is significantly it's like double that qualifying offer so orlando would have been on you know would have been had a placeholder for mo Bamba of 22 million dollars and they would not have been able to do anything until they sign mo Bamba. the way bird rights work the way these cap holds work is uh, is is essentially their are placeholders so that you can't kind of double dip. You can't like sign your free agent to you can't sign a free agent uh, you, or you can't like sign a bunch of free agents and then sign your free agent to a big big number and get over the cap. That's 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 they don't want people circumventing the cap. So uh, the, the cap hold for Bomba if you were a restricted free agent would be pretty onerous. So they only give the Magic roughly 18 million dollars of real uh, money to spend in the off season. Now we're down. Now we've got the full 28 29 million dollars to spend. You know, roughly. I, I, I don't know what Bamba's cap hold would be um, to use his bird rights, um, but then you sign B- Bamba. So Bamba is essentially going to be the last guy that the Magic sign. So there's some cap mechanics there. It's a little bit insider baseball. It's a little bit deeper than than, than that. Um, but Orlando obviously has um, a lot that they can wor- a lot that they can work through now, and, and a lot more that they can do. At the end of the day, if the Magic knew that they had this deal agreed with Mo Bamba, and again, considering how quickly it came out after the six o'clock deal. Uh, after the six o'clock buzzer, um, if the magic knew they had this deal set, who cares? You don't need the qualifying offer. At the end of the day, it feels like or Orla- you know again, maybe again, again with the magic, we read the tea leaves a lot wrong. We saw the report about Hartenstein. We assumed that Bomba was gone. My fault, my bad,'m I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. Um, we assume we assume things poorly with this magic front office. They probably had to deal with bomba already lined up. They knew they didn't need the qualifying offer. They let the qualifying offer go. And now now they have Bamba and now they can figure out what they're going to do next. What they do next is certainly the big question. I'm seeing a lot of people say, you know, just bring Gary Harris back and that, that'll be it for the offseason. Certainly, I think Gary Harris is a guy the Magic should bring back. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not wholly on board with bringing back everyone from last year's roster. It was a 22-win team. Um, but by the same token, I think Gary Harris is perfect for what this Magic team wants to do. Uh, and, and, and I think that he would help them. Uh, tremendously, so I'm I, I'm I'm not against I, I'm certainly not against the idea of bringing back Gary Harris. I, I think that that would be um, a good move as well. Um, obviously, there are players signing uh, signing uh, left and right. We've seen Damian James, I see Amir Coffey coming back to the Clippers. Um, you know, there's there's a lot there's deals coming down. So we will talk about that talk about that throughout the show. Um, if you're listening on Twitter Spaces, you can feel free to make a speaker request, jump on the show, um, and give your thoughts on what on Mo Bamba. Give your thoughts on anything with magic. Uh, I've seen a lot of comments talking about Bol Bol. I have not talked about Bol Bol, so let me talk a little bit about Bol Bol. Um, I honestly don't have him super on my radar, to be perfectly honest. Um, I, I think that it was an interesting idea to bring in Bol Bol. I think it was an interesting idea to kind of have him be around and see what he would see what see what's up with him. He's obviously a super intriguing and talented player. But I find it hard to believe that the magic are gonna do anything more than bring him back on a um, on a uh, uh, on a uh, two- way contract, maybe just give him some space to recover, give him some space to uh, to to get back to get back from injury. Um you know, kind of give him give him that room to breathe. Um, you know, again, some some low pressure situations. At the end of the day, you know, I think I think the problem is he's he's just dealt with injuries for so long. Um, and it's it's hard it's hard to uh you know, it, it's it's just hard to kind of project what he's gonna do. And you know, I, I hate to say this because I, I don't think this should necessarily be a full um should be the full reason you do anything, but considering the injury history the magic have had over the last few years, um I don't know why the Magic would go in on guys who are injured. I mean, shoot, the lesson of Grant Hill: don't sign players who are injured. Don't sign players on crutches. Um, I I find it really, really, really hard to believe that the Magic should invest in guys that are injured. That, that's why I'm not super. Um, that's why I'm not super into Thomas Bryant. Uh, I like Thomas Bryant as a player. I, I loved what he was doing before his ACL injury. But you, you watched him play after that ACL injury. He looked like a shell of himself. Like, it, it looked like he was still recovering. And he deserves the time and the space to recover. Um, but I'm not sure Orlando's the chance to do that. Let's take a quick break here so we can chat a little bit about Arcade 1-Up. There's big news in the Arcade 1-Up game the one, the only NBA Jam is back. Arcade 1UP, the leader in at home retro arcade games, is not only bringing the best game ever back, but they've made it bigger than ever with a wait for it, Shaq Edition Machine. And if you've played NBA Jam, the greatest basketball game ever made, I've shared it with young kids. They agree with me too. Shaq's on the Magic. So you get the best version of Shaq, Magic Shaq. Yeah, at me, L.A., at, at me, Locked on Lakers. I said it, Magic Shaq's better. Deal with it. Jump clear across the court and set the ball on fire in one of the first sports games ever to feature real and digitized NBA-licensed teams. No fouls, no free throws, no mercy, and no quarters required. Compete with friends and family through all new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever. Pre-order now from ArcadeOneUp.com. That's arcade the number one, up.com for an estimated early September ship date. Arcade Up is the place for fun. They've got even more classics like Golden Team, Mortal Kombat, and many others starting at just $399. Check this out too. They're giving away an NBA GM Shaq edition to a Locked On listener. Enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade1up.com slash Locked On. That's arcade, the number one, up.com slash Locked On. You've got till July 8th to enter to win that NBA GM Shaq edition console. Don't miss out. Enter today. Find out who you're going to play with and boom, shakalaka. You know I, I think we I think we will talk about this more in the coming weeks and and, co- and in the coming days but you know I'm beginning to think and crystallize what my goals are for the magic this season and and, and what this team needs to accomplish uh, and you know a big thing for me is last season was about you know last season for me was about the outlines of the team. what is this team aspiring to be it doesn't have to be there yet. But let's have an understanding of what this team is trying to be, and, and you can tell me in the comments, you know, you know, on YouTube, wherever. I, I don't. Think, I think the magic got there. I think we saw the kind of defensive attitude we wanted. We saw the culture they were trying to build. We saw the beginnings of, of who this team is, is trying to be, and I think that's that's super, super, super important. Um. No, good job, good job for Lou Dort. Sorry, uh, just kind of checking everything. Um, that's super, super, super important. This year. This year's about beginning to figure out who you're going to keep, who you're going to let go, and how all those puzzle pieces start to fit together. If you ask me, one of the issues from the Rob Hennigan rebuild, besides the rushed ending of it, um, one of the issues of the Rob Hennigan rebuild was that there was never a, an overarching vision. Um, it never felt like under Rob Hennigan that they were thinking about what is this team actually going to look like when they make the playoffs, because at the end of the day, the Orlando Magic had a lot of really good players. Aaron Gordon is a quality player on a playoff team. Tobias Harris is a quality player on a playoff team. You know, Bo Harkless is still kicking around the league. Uh, you know, there Nikola Vucevic was an all-star. Evan Fournier is a quality player in this league. There were good players on that team. Victor Oladipo became an all-star. Like, there were good players on that team. Dwayne Dedman is still going. Um, but... They never coalesced and gelled together, and it never felt like that was a focus. And so, I think this year is about beginning to pull those 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 strings together and figure out what is this team going to be. Um, and, and those are huge questions. That, that, that is like the overarching big question uh, for this offseason. season. Um, so again, uh, if you're if you're listening on the Twitter Spaces, if you want to make a speaker request and speak in the show, uh, go ahead and do that. I will, I will. I'm trying to take calls as as I get to pauses. If you're on YouTube, I'm watching and following the comments. I've seen an interesting comment. I've seen a couple couple people comment. Why don't the Magic go after um, DeAndre Ayton? Um, I think, as many people have noted, you don't chase centers in this league anymore. I don't think you want to build centers, uh, build with centers. I I think that the, I think one of the issues with DeAndre Ayton is not that he's a bad player, he's a good player. Um, But that's, you know, giving the max to him. Would be pretty onerous, would be pretty bad, I, I think, for this team. Uh, on top of that, you know, Jeff Feldman has made it very, very clear we're not chasing a sugar high. We're not rushing back to mediocrity. And honestly, signing Mobamba, you know, agreeing to terms with Mobamba would suggest the Magic are pretty settled at center right now. Um, we're not rushing back to mediocrity. They want to build this thing the right way. They want to kind of build this thing slowly and develop their guys um, pretty methodically. Uh, and, and so, in that sense, uh, they, you know, you look at the guys that they want to build around, or the potentially want to build around. They got Wendell Carter, they got Paolo Bancaro, they got um, uh, Franz Wagner. They have Jonathan Isaac in their back pocket. They like Jalen Suggs. They like Markel Fultz. It's going out, you know, this was one of my issues why I didn't think Anfrey, you know, Anthony Simons would be a big swing. And I'm not totally against a big swing, uh, but one of the things I, I I did not like about the Anthony Simons idea was that now you're relegating Jalen Suggs to coming off the bench. You've you've not given up on Jalen Suggs, but you put an obstacle in his way, and that's something that the Magic have said very explicitly. They do not want to do. They want to give their young guys the runway to improve, the runway to play, uh, and, and a chance to play as well. So, again, I think that's all part of this equation. That's why I don't think the Magic are making big swings in this draft. What I do think we will see um, that we haven't um, that 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 you know is going to develop here. In the next, oh, very nice for Joe Ingles going to the Milwaukee. That's a good spot for him. Um, one thing that I think we will see um, over the next few days, next few weeks, perhaps, I think the Magic will be the third team in trades. I think they're going to keep that cap space open. I think they're going to try and uh, be a player in trade discussions. I think that they are a, a team that's going to be the one that teams call and say, "Hey, we can't figure out where to put this player. We don't want him, but we need to make this deal." Can we give them to you? and and then I guess that's when the magic make their deals and that's where the magic uh, make, it, make those trades. So I do think that that is really, really possible. I think I think we will be seeing that um, seeing that a ton here uh, as well moving forward. Um, obviously still a lot to go in free agency as someone mentioned uh, in the YouTube comments uh, talking about uh, the magic still looking for shooting. 100% the magic still need shooting. That is the big, big, big thing for Orlando. It's gonna be the biggest thing that that frankly holds them back right now for a little while. They desperately need shooting. Um, and finding shooting, I think is going to be really, really hard in this draft. They, they do need, uh, you know, Jalen Suggs obviously improve as a shooter. I, I think they'd like to see Markel Fultz continue to develop and improve as a shooter. and be, you know, I, I don't think he's afraid of shooting threes. It, he, he picks and chooses when he shoots them. Um, Paolo Banquero has said he needs, wants to improve his three-point shooter. That's got to happen. Franz Wagner is going to be a guy that, that it, they're going to rely on a lot to shoot. Wendell Carter's got to get better as, as a floor spacer as well. Although you know you do like his percentages as a center. It's it's definitely a big big question uh, for the Orlando Magic. And, and like and, and 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 again, a big attractor bringing Gary Harris back is he is a really good shooter. I think he would accept his role wherever wherever the Magic do end up putting him. Um, but like some of you are saying, you know the same argument. Do you want to bring in a guy who's going to stand um, stand in the way of Jalen Suggs or keep Jalen Suggs from ascending to the starting lineup? Or you know, you want a little bit of resistance, maybe you want a little bit of competition, um, but you do want to give Jalen Suggs every opportunity uh, to succeed, uh, and that that is absolutely a a a, a big 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 thing. Uh, we are just thirty minutes into free agency. Obviously, they're lined to Magic doing a lot, or you're doing a little bit already. Um, if you're just joining us here on Twitter Spaces or on the YouTube, the Orlando Magic have reportedly agreed to a two-year, twenty-one million dollar deal, according to Chris Haynes of um, of uh, Yahoo Sports. Uh, I'm blanking on where he's from. Um, uh, a two-year, twenty-one million dollar deal with Mo Bamba to bring him back to Orlando. So, very, you know, not, a little bit surprising. I'll, I'll admit that. I, I thought that that there was a, that that was a signal that he's gone, but. Um, I think Orlando did a good job. I think obviously, I think this deal was pretty well known from that, from their point, from their part at least, um, uh, from their part at least uh, before free agency kicked off. If you're on the Twitter Spaces, want to join the show, you can do so by making a speaker request. We'll get you on the show here uh, as we continue to talk about the Orlando Magic. Um, Ryan Young on our YouTube page asking, do we move T. Ross? Uh, you know. I need to get out of the business of trying to predict what this team's going to do because I am a hundred percent wrong. I've, I've still got my, hold on here, I've still got my my post-it note um, from 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 last week. Uh, that was last week, by the way. Um, so I, I'm done. I'm done trying to predict what this team is is going to do. Um, so uh, you know, I, I do think there is a really good chance the Magic do move Terrence Ross. Um, honestly, you look at this roster. Who else are they going to trade? Um, you know they got to get to the number. They got to spend some money. Um, you know the ninety percent salary floor is a real thing, and the Magic are way beyond, way below it. Um, but I, I so I do think the Magic do trade Terrence Ross. I think that Orlando will be active in the trade market. You know we're kind of getting this first rush. Um, but you know the specter hanging over everything here in the NBA right now is Kevin Durant. Um. You know, Kevin Durant is very little major things are going to happen right now uh, until the Kevin Durant situation is resolved in Brooklyn, and and that is absolutely going to to uh, involve the Orlando Magic in some way, Um, whether it's waiting on a trade offer to happen or whether it's being involved in the trade itself. I don't think Orlando's in the running for Kevin Durant. Don't get me wrong on that. Don't don't you know don't mishear me there, please. Um, But I do believe. That Orlando is going to be a team that the Nets and whoever they're dealing with call up and say, "Hey, we don't want Duncan Robinson, you know, for instance. We don't want this contract. We don't want this salary. We need a little bit of extra to kind of get this thing over the finish line. Um, what? How? You know? What? How? Can Can you help us do that?" The Magic can absorb salary into their cap room. That's one of the benefits they have right now, and they can maybe get an undervalued asset. Who that is, you know, I don't know. You know, I don't know right now who that is. I don't know who that would be. Uh, you know, I think trades kind of happen more randomly. They're harder to predict. Um, but you know, again, you look at who the Magic have to trade. They got Terrence Ross at what 1175 11.75 million dollars. You've got R.J. Hampton on a rookie contract. That's, that's really hard to move. You're not going to really move the needle there. Um, unless there's a team looking to clear salary to make a free agent signing. And again, some of the big name free agents are kind of off the board. Bradley Beal's off the board already. Uh, Lou Dort went off the board with Oklahoma City. Um, Anthony Simons is off the board with Port- with Portland re-signing him. Uh, Jalen Brunson is going to be off the board here at any moment, it looks like. Um, it's, it's, it's right now really hard to see. Um, as someone mentions in, in, in the in the chat... Uh, Kevin Herter would be a solid option. Yes, absolutely. If if the Magic could get involved in whatever deal Atlanta is going to do involving John Collins, get Kevin Herter. Grab Kevin Herter from that. That would be an awesome pickup for the Orlando Magic. A great guy to kind of fill that role for Terrence Ross. And, you know, I think once the dust settles from today, we can go back and kind of um, look at and see who, you know, who didn't get who they needed. Or, you know, which teams are still looking to make moves. Um, It's, 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 it's going to be, you know, I think, I think the magic kind of waiting for the dust to settle on that. Um, Let's get a a speaker request here from uh, Jesus Colon. Uh, Hold on. Jesus is connecting here in just a moment. Um, Jesus, man, how's it going? Jesus, you got to hit on mute, which happens. It's okay. How's it going, Jesus? (laughs) That's all good. It's technology. What are you going to do? Yeah. How you doing, Philip? Doing I'm doing good. It's it's a busy, busy day here.
3: Yeah, that's true. I've been paying attention at work. Um, I had a quick question for you. So it looks like Isaiah Harnstein is signed with the Knicks for two years, 16. So my question to you is, assuming he would want to come to Orlando or he wanted to come to Orlando and play off the bench, do you value more Mo Bamba two years, 21 million, or Isaiah Harnstein two years, 16?
2: No, that is a really, really good question. Um, You know, I... I would say this. I think that Bo, Bo is a little bit more established. Um, you know, if you do a straight statistical comparison, you know, Bomba's stats are a little bit ahead of his. Um, there is that little bit of familiarity, which I do think matters a little, matters somewhat. Um, I would say that certain. You know, honestly, I was prepared for Hartenstein to, to be here. Um, I I really like the idea of of using him in the dribble handoff game. I think he's a really good screener. Um, I think he'd be able to fill in that fill in that role behind Wendell Carter really really well. I, I like that his shots really developed. He's a little bit, got a little bit more physicality and toughness um, that I think you want to see from that from that position. So you know I was I was definitely um, I was definitely in favor of kind of going with Hartenstein over Bamba. But by the same token, you know Moe does a lot of things the Magic like too. He he is a good shooter. They're familiar with his game. He adds he has still has that shot blocking. You're going to have him kind of in. That backup center role, you you know you could trust him to start when you need him to start too. Um, You know, I I think Hartenstein is is maybe a little bit more, uh, you know, I I would say kind of traditional. You know, if if that makes sense. And and, we obviously know what we got in Bamba a little bit. Um, By the same token, I think Mo made some really important strides this season. Um, I'm okay with kind of. I was personally okay if Mo Bamba took the qualifying offer. I'll be perfectly honest. If Mo Bamba just wanted to kick the can down the road for another year, sign the qualifying offer, and do it do it all again, I thought that would have been the best option for everybody. Um, it would give the Magic another year to make a decision. It would give Mo another year to prove himself. Um, I, I kind of like joke around that last year really felt like Mo Bamba's second season in the league, not his fourth. Um, that's obviously not completely his fault because of the injuries that he had, uh, but. I do, I do think that the Magic did good on this deal. That's about where I was expecting him to come in around the ten million dollar mark. Um, you know, it, 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 to me, it's a little bit of a wash. I think I might prefer Hartenstein, uh, but I, I think that I, I don't think the Magic did poorly here keeping Bomba.
0: All right, all right. I got another question for
3: you. Sure, sure. If you don't mind, go for it. So, um, do you believe, like, looking at uh, the contract that Wendell got, which you know, I think we can all agree that's a steal of a contract. Uh, for these next uh, couple of years, do you still see next season as a potential, um, how do you say it, a potential battle for the, spart- for the starting spot between Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr.? Or would you say that it's more solidified as Wendell Carter Jr. and then now Bamba has to just play back up?
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think every year you, you have to, you know, unless you have a super duper star, every year you have to be thinking that there is a a battle, you, you can't, I, I don't, I mean, I think you go in every year penciling in what your depth chart is, but you have to kind of keep yourself open to change, and and Mo is certainly a player, you know, there's a reason the Magic took Mo over Wendell Carter in 2018. Having said that, I mean, we all watched it this year, we all watched enough games, Wendell Carter was a lot better. Um, Wendell Carter just did all the little things, it was just so solid, you could stick him in any stick him in any lineup, he's just so versatile, you know, my, my only concern is I think Wendell Carter played two thirds of his minutes last year at power forward. And so moving him full time to center without that kind of shot blocker next to him, I have a little bit of concern for that. Um but I do think it's something Wendell Carter can overcome. I think that Wendell um, I think that Wendell you know Wendell guarded Joel Embiid and Nicole Jokic. They didn't they didn't leave those guys to Mo Bamba. Um, unless they had to because of injury, but Wendell Carter was the guy that that had both of those assignments. He is very very capable of being being a starting center. You know, I, I think the question I think the question that I raised is fair. That I think the evidence points to Wendell being able to handle that. And and I think honestly, I think it's no doubt Wendell Carter's starting at center. Paolo Banquero is probably starting at power forward. Franz Wagner starting at the three. Jumble those two however you want to jumble them. Maybe Jonathan Isaac sneaks in at the, at, as the starting four. Maybe Mo Bamba the opening night starting four if they want to bring Palos around slowly. I really doubt that. Mo Bamba resigned knowing he's going to be coming off the bench. There, there's no way he didn't. And if he and if and if he didn't, then someone's lying to him somewhere. Um, so it, to me, it's it's it, it's clear. You know, we could clearly define that role and clearly define that, and, and I think Mo can be successful in it. So so I do think that that is ultimately a good signing.
3: Okay, yeah, for sure. Well, um, Philip, love your content as always. Uh, one last nugget for you before um, I get off of the air. I don't want to keep asking somebody. No, no, no
2: worries. Um, <laughs> but I've been, I've, I've seen
3: Float around on Twitter. Um, the possibility, or, you know, us as Magic fans, we're always coming up with stuff to talk about, but uh, Franz at the two and kind of having a bigger lineup up front of probably like Wendell, uh, Jonathan Isaac, uh, Paulo. Uh, Franz and maybe uh, Markel as as the guard. So what do you think about that? I know it seems more 2K-ish. It doesn't seem as realistic, but is it more realistic than I think? Um, do you think it's something that can happen maybe at times? Maybe it could be some sort of a version of a death lineup for us in the future. I don't know what, what you have uh, in terms of adding on to that conversation on Twitter amongst Magic fans about Franz playing the two.
2: Yeah, no, I, I mean... I think one thing that the Magic should absolutely be willing to do, and something that that they're setting up their roster to do, is to be creative like that. Um, The Magic showed last year; like everyone thought the 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 Magic everyone thought the Magic last year were crazy going the other way, playing Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter together. Um, At the end of the day, like there's just this general philosophy in the NBA: play your five best players. Like don't worry so much about. The, these positional fits, you know, you're, you're, there, there, there's a saying in the NBA that I hear, that I hear all the time. Um, your position is 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 not where you play offensively; it's who you can guard defensively. If Franz Wagner can guard shooting guards, he is a two. He can play the two. Um, you know, we we joke about Jonathan Isaac playing center all the time, and, and and again, I I don't think you know, I think that's a matchup dependent thing, but he can absolutely play the five. We saw him. We saw what he did to Kristaps Um He can absolutely play the five in certain situations. Um, you can absolutely have a lot, li- and I, I, I fully expect to see this lineup at some point of Franz, Paolo, and Jonathan Isaac together at the same time. I see no reason to, I, I see no reason not to do it. Um, whether that's with Markell at the one and Wendell Carter at the five, whether that's with Jalen at the one, whether that's putting Markell and Jalen in the backcourt and, and Isaac or Paolo at the five, why not do it? Um, again, it's going to be matchup dependent. I don't think it's something you roll out the first day, but in training camp, practice it. Look at it. See if it makes sense. See if it works. Put it up against a Mobamba. See if that. See if it can work. Um, in the preseason, give it a try. Why not? Um, this is. You know, this is not a free season. I don't think that the Magic should be uh, necessarily in a rebuild or thinking about lottery picks or just experimenting to experiment. They need to do things that will help them win. But if you have your best players playing together, that's always a good thing. The goal at the end of the day is play your five best players, put your best lineup on the floor, and if your five best players are all six foot ten and can switch defensively, why not play them? Why not play them all together? I, I, I absolutely one hundred percent want to see that lineup at some point this season. And, and honestly, I think we'd be doing this team a disservice if we're not trying those guys out together at some point. Obviously, it depends on where Isaac's at in his recovery what he can do, how how much he's available, but why not try it? I mean, again, that that's the kind of roster they're building. They want to be super versatile where they can guard all that. You know, I, I mentioned this earlier in the week, um, how the Boston Celtics are a really good model of how the Magic want to play defensively where they just switch everything. If you're switching everything anyway, and I don't think Magic will switch as much as Boston does, but if you're switching everything anyway, why, um, you know... What ma- what does it matter what number your position is like? I, I mean, I tweeted that out of saying Franz Wagner at the two, and people were like, "No, Jonathan Isaac at the two. I was like, "That's not the that's not the thing you should be arguing. It, it doesn't matter who's what position. It, it you just go out and guard guys."
3: Yeah, for sure. I think I think that should be fun. I mean, when you look at Cleveland last year, or how they did with uh, Jared Allen and Mobley. Yeah, you know, they kind of they kind of had some sort of a. Uh, A little bit of a a essence of kind of like a bigger lineup and it um it worked out for the most part uh they played that type of way of course and you know another question for you since we're talking about this lineup stuff um how do you how do you think you incorporate more shooting into the starting lineup do you think that it's better to have Suggs in there or is it better to have j.i i I know we haven't seen j.i play in two years But do you think there's more of a chance um, for us to be a better offensive team with Suggs at the two or having Franz at the two with J.I. at the four and, of course, having Paulo and Wendell? How do you think uh, offensively um, that team, you know, that lineup would be? Is it better Suggs or is it better J.I. in that combination? I know we haven't seen J.I. play in two years and I know we've never seen that lineup, you know, such a big lineup. Yeah. when you look at versatility offensively, what do you think is better um, in, in terms of us being a better offensive team with, with the lineup?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think there's just a lot of unknown, Um, to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, I think this team is setting up to be much better defensively, and, and I think they're setting up to, especially with Fultz out there, to, to, to be able to run a little bit more and, and to find easy baskets. Um, so, you know, I, 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 I think it's still uncertain. You know, I think offense is still the biggest concern for this team, and, you know, the only way— that the offense is going to get better is, frankly, internal improvement. Um, you know, Jalen Suggs, I, I, I thought Jalen Suggs did some really good things last year. I thought that he uh, was really, really intriguing and, and, and set himself up for, uh, for success. But by the same token, the percentages are the percentages. He was a you know sub-33-point shooter. He was really bad finishing at the rim. He was able to get there whenever he wanted. Um, but he was really bad finishing at the rim. And, and, and at the end of the day, you just got to put the ball in the basket. Um, you know, we, we, at this point, you know, we don't know what Jonathan Isaac is. You know, I, I, I'm very hesitant to like kind of predict what Jonathan Isaac's going to do because it's been, you know, it's been two years since he played. And, and as much as I know fans hate this argument from Jeff Weltman, I don't think he is wrong when he says like, look, Jonathan Isaac hasn't played in two years. We don't want to just throw him out there. We want to be careful. We want to make sure that he eases back into this grind that he's about to get into. Um, and, and, you know, again, if he goes out in training camp and he's the best player, start him over everybody. I don't care. Like, put, it, put your best lineup out there. Um, but, you know, I don't want to predict what he can be. Um, Jalen Suggs, we don't know how much he's going to improve. Obviously, he's, you know, still dealing with his injury. He's obviously missing Summer League uh, after the ankle surgery. Um, he is. Uh, he is, by at least from what I understand, he is doing half. He's doing on court work again. He's obviously not going to play in summer league, but he is doing off court work. He's doing on court work again. Um, so you know he is doing work, but obviously it's not a full summer for Jalen Suggs. So how much he's going to improve with his shooting? How much is going to improve with his timing? Those are the big questions. And and you know again, if there is a player, a young player who's maybe a little bit behind the eight ball right now, um, it's Jalen Suggs. As everyone's kind of been mentioning in our YouTube chat. Uh, if the Magic do re-sign Gary Harris, there's a good chance that Gary Harris does start, and and I don't I know I don't necessarily think that's the wrong decision. I know I kind of railed against Anthony Simons as an idea um, because I felt like it would block Jalen Suggs, but uh, you know I I think you know if you're looking to add a guy that you need or a space that you need 100% need shooting, it's probably that two guard spot where Jalen Suggs was sitting. Um, you know that that might be where that might be where you kind of seek to add shooting and, and seek to make. Uh, some trades uh, with this team. Um, I think that is 100% in play for this Orlando Ma- for this Orlando Magic team. So you know, it, it, look, it's good to have options. It's good to have these different combinations. It's good to be able to try different things. Um, I give Jamal Moses, you know, a, a, a criticism that I had about Steve Clifford, uh, you know, and I love Steve Clifford. I think he's a fan- I thought he was a fantastic coach for this team. Um, one thing that I I definitely criticized about him was his inflexibility with rotations and his inflexibility to make change um sticking with something a beat too long or in the playoffs especially not being able to make changes on the fly because he's kind of sticking to his script. Um, I really like that Jamal Mosley doesn't do that. Um, you know, again, I think you do have to stick with things and give things a little bit of a chance, a little bit of a chance to breathe. But Jamal Mosley, I don't think, is afraid to try things. I do, you know, Steve Clifford tried the Mo Bamba Nikola Vucevic thing. Um, but Jamal Mosley jumped headfirst into it. He said these are my five best guys I'm going to play them all together. I'm going to, you know, I don't care what the convention says. We're going to make it work, and largely it did. So, I do think that we have a coach that is open to new ideas, is invested in everyone's development and what's best for them, uh, and is gonna is going to really, really help this is going to really, really help this team grow and foster growth. So, you know, I think the Magic are in a really good spot where we can have these debates in the offseason and say, well, what if they try this? What if they try this? Try it all. We don't know what the answer is. Let's try it all and, and see what happens. Appreciate it, Philip. Um, Like I said, love your content, and uh, let's go Magic. Let's go Magic. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Jesus. Appreciate you jumping on uh, in our Twitter space. Let's take another quick break so I can tell you about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's Major League Baseball season and a whole lot more. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. They currently have the odds up for the NBA Rookie of the Year, and our guy Paolo Bancaro is the betting favorite at plus 300. If you're not sure what that means, that means you have to bet $300 $300 to win 100 He's the favorite. You, you don't expect a great Or no, actually, I got that wrong. I get these wrong all the time. That means he's running at 3-1 to one odds. If you bet $100, you get $300. It'd be, if you were minus $300, it would be you have to bet $300 to get $100. But if you bet $100, you get $300. You triple your money if what happens is going to happen anyway. Paolo Bancaro, you're betting favorite to win rookie of the year. That's how it works. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. They're the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf, and a whole lot more, obviously. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts.
0: No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. file with 100% accuracy, and get you your max refund, guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Damn.
2: Uh, I think the ol- I think the only move we've seen the Magic make is obviously the Mobamba Bamba move. If you haven't seen, he is uh, signing a two-year, 21 million dollar contract with the Orlando Magic um, to stay with the team. So uh, very very excited to have him uh, back. Uh, I see Thaddeus Young is returning to the Toronto Raptors on a two-year, 16 million dollar deal. Uh, I'm kind of just scrolling through my tweet uh, through Twitter right now, trying to figure it out. We got Jalen Brunson getting that four-year, 104 million dollar deal with the New York Knicks, kind of the biggest move. So far, and of course, we are waiting on. I think the whole league is waiting on the Kevin Durant news. That's obviously going to be the big thing uh, that's going to shift the market here. Obviously, DeAndre Ayton still um, in in the mix as well. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. So um, again, I'll hang out here for for a little while longer. I'm I'm I feel like I'm kind of at my time. Uh, I got to go write an article on Mo Bamba returning as well for Orlando Magic Daily. Um, so uh, again, get your questions in if you would like uh, in our chat on YouTube. You can go ahead and make a speaker request as well on uh, our Twitter space as well. I'm kind of streaming this on both. Um, so appreciate that. I see a lot of conversation in our YouTube chat right now. Um, about uh teams kind of taking the, the step up and, and and getting into uh playoff contention I'll, I'll i'll circle back around to that but let's hear from michael trim jr here on Twitter spaces um michael how's it going man
3: what's up Phil? let's
2: go not not too much busy 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 day right i'm telling you <laughs> uh wait what do you got what do you got today
3: i was wondering so i was I found, I forgot that um, Anthony Simons was a free agent this year, so
2: when I found out, I was you know I was I was enamored with the idea of bringing him to Orlando because he you know he fits the timeline, great scorer, great catch and shoot player, and he got signed. He resigned with um, Portland, so I was wondering if is there another guy out there in free agency who fits the timeline, who can shoot the ball as he as well as he could, and just I mean I know Gay is
1: an option. And I want to bring Gary Harris back, but is there another like you know young guy who fits the timeline? Yeah,
2: um, who could slide into that two spot? Yeah, this this look this free agent class is not particularly strong. And Anfrey Simons was a restricted free agent, so the Blazers would still have matching rights on him. So I, I didn't expect him to move. I'm not surprised that he stayed in Portland. Um, this is this is a fairly weak free agent class. Um, the Magic are one of the few teams with significant cap room. Um, there are not a lot of options out there. One guy that I did have my eye on that I am a little bit intrigued with and could you know, maybe see what he could do with a bigger role um, is Bruce Brown from the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I, I don't believe he signed yet. I'm kind of been watching 20 million different things, so I haven't seen everyone who signed so far. Um, but he was he averaged about nine points per game last year. You know he's kind of stayed in that eight to ten point per game range throughout his career. Um, he was uh, he's a solid three point shooter. Had some big burst games, especially in like March and April last year. Um, a, a decent defender, good three-point shooter, but of course it's easy to be a good three-point shooter when Kevin Durant, and James Harden, and Kyrie Irving are passing you the ball. Um, but he's kind of shown in a, in a bigger role that he can do a little bit more. Um, so if the Magic are looking to take a little bit of a swing, um, and I don't think you, I don't think you give him like twenty million dollars or anything. I think you probably give him about the same deal that you gave Mo in that ten to twelve, maybe maybe up to thirteen million dollars, thirteen million dollars a year range. Um, maybe not even that much. He's 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 not averaging that much. So I'd probably kind of stick to that around ten million dollar range for him. Um, if you're looking to take a little bit of a swing and, and maybe a guy that you could you could take a chance on, I would say Bruce Brown is is my guy. Um, otherwise, I think you're looking at the trade market. Um, obviously, the Magic have Terrence Ross. Um, Terrence Ross that they can uh, kind of dangle out there, see if there's any bites for him uh, in, in the trade market, you know, uh, you know, again, I think a lot of that's going to be, I think a lot of the trade market's going to be waiting for the Kevin Durant stuff to happen now. Um, obviously we got Deandre Ayton still hanging around as well. who's probably looking for a sign in trade. Um, a lot of the market's going to be kind of frozen for a little bit, but I think Orlando can definitely get involved in, in that to kind of find some of those guys. And and I, I don't like to predict trades cause they're, they're, they happen kind of randomly. Um, but, but we'll see, we'll see what happens there. And I have a follow-up question. Sure. So we're in. We're going into year two of this of the official rebuild since we traded Vucin, um the guys from the um, from the last era. So when do you think we will wellman will take a take a swing on somebody? Yeah, you know, honestly, I think that's one of the things that they're trying to set up this offseason. um it, I think it is noteworthy that Orlando gave Bo Bamba a two year contract. You know, they they're they're gonna try and either align their contracts or. Kind of make sure that they have the right mix of contracts um, to go make that big push. Um, you know, I think that you know, I think that this year, I don't. You know, look, the Magic certainly can make the play-in tournament. I don't want to close the door on that. I don't want to say that they're not a playoff, they're not a playoff-capable team. I think they got the talent to do it. This year, I don't think the goal is necessarily make the playoffs. I think it's to continue to take steps forward. I think they want to be in the play-in conversation late into the season. If they don't make it, that's fine for now. That's 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 okay. Um, but I do think by the 2024 season, they want to be in comfortable playoff conversation. They want to make the playoffs by that year. And obviously, that aligns with the end of Obamba's contract. Now, you'll have I think Cole Anthony will be a free agent. Will be entering his free agency the year that year. I think that's kind of the time when they're going to be ready to push some chips in the middle. You got two years of Paolo Bancaro under your belt. You know what he is. You got three years of Franz Wagner. You know you got to pay him in the very very near future. Three years of Jalen Suggs. You know, you gotta pay him in the near future. Jonathan Isaac will be what Jonathan Isaac is. You'll kind of know what you want to do about him, what, what you want to do with him. Uh, and then of course, you know, you've got um, you know, Markel Fultz will either be on a new contract or he'll be on, he'll be moved on and, and on to his next next thing too. So, you know, I think definitely the magic are trying to you know, they, they gotta see what they have. You can't make the all-in deal until you have something in reserve to to, to kind of welcome that guy in, to welcome those players in and, and kind of keep winning at a high level. But I would say I think within the next two years, um, in the next two years, I do think the Magic will be looking to make those kinds of deals. Um, you know, we're looking at free agency. The guys that have moved today are, you know, Jalen Brunson is the biggest guy that's moved today. Most of these players are re-signing with the understanding that hey, if my situation sucks, I'm going to push for a trade. I'm going to get traded where I want to go anyway. Uh, all these star players they understand that trades are how you make make deals in this league right now. You know, shoot, the Magic probably signed Mo Bamba thinking if we need to trade him, we can trade him. It's not a big deal. It's not a huge issue. As long as he's competent, as long as he looks like he can play, they'll be able to find a deal for him. Um, it's a lot harder to do that on a rookie scale contract than on a $10 million per year contract. At $10 million per year, you can actually make some moves. That's as much of what this deal is as anything else. So I do think Orlando is starting to put the chess pieces in place to make those kinds of trades in the very, very near future. All right, thanks, Phil. No problem. Thank, thank you, Michael. Um, before I get the next speaker request, I saw someone ask, how you jump on on our show, on our on our Twitter spaces. Um, what you do, go to at omagicdaily. Um, that's where I'm hosting this Twitter space. If you join that Twitter space, you can make a speaker request that way. Let's hear from Luke Forbes. Uh, I guess Luke Forbes is gone now. Okay. Um, apologize for that. I guess he, he lost patience. Sorry about that, Luke. If you want to jump back in, go ahead and do so, and we'll, we'll get you uh, in there. I saw some people like my Bruce Brown mention um, obviously now the magic of solved. their center spot. So we don't have to worry so much, uh, uh, about, about that. Um, again, it is coming up on seven o'clock here. I got to go write my Mobamba article here in just a moment. Um, but I want to thank everyone who was able to join us, uh, on our live YouTube show. Um, this, I think this worked out really, really well. I hope everyone appreciate it. I hope everyone enjoyed chat, chatting and hanging out here for a little bit. Um, I appreciate everyone who was able to join us in our Twitter spaces. I saw we were up really high up like at 170, 180 people in our Twitter spaces, um, as well, so I appreciate everyone doing that. This replay of this show, including the chat, will be available on our YouTube page. Um, so I appreciate everyone who was able to join us today for our live free agent show. I'm glad I was able to figure out how to do it. Um, I hope everything uh, was 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 good was good here too. Um, Hank Hill um, with the, with an interesting comment about Marco Fultz saying, "I don't see Magic keeping Fultz around unless he has a spectacular season." I don't have much open in, him, but you never know. Um, you know, I, I look. I really like Marco Fultz. I think Marco Fultz is a really good player. I have him penciled in as a starting point guard. I think he's due for a really big season, first year, kind of first year, first full year back from that major injury. I think Orlando is really invested in him. They believe in him. Uh, but I, I would agree with this. Uh, I think there's people who are ready to kind of say that first round, first overall pick Marco Fultz is back, which I don't think you should say. I don't think that guy is ever going to come back. Um, but I do think this is a big prove it year for Marco Fultz. Um, as, you know, just like everything else, this year is about figuring out who you're going to keep and that includes Marco Fultz. You know, we think Marco Fultz is the guy. He had a great finish to the season. Um but I think that I think that it's going to be uh, I think there's going to be a lot of development there and I think he's going to we're going to have to see what he becomes. Um you know, this is a prove it year for Marco Fultz. If he can establish himself as a starting point guard, he will he'll be the starting point guard and he certainly can do it. I have no doubt he can do it. Um, but this is this is a year where we gotta, we're going to make some decisions on him, and so it's a big it's a big year for everybody because everyone's going to have decisions made about them. So you know, I, I think uh, I think Magic fandoms, you know, we all fall we all fall in love with Marco Fultz, and it's easy to fall in love with him. He's a great du- he's a great dude. He's a great player. Um, but I, I, I don't think you should dismiss what Hank said and, and say like, look, I, I don't think it's written in stone that Marco Fultz is this team's point guard for the next five six years. Um, he's got a lot to prove and he's got a lot to do there as well and, and I think I think every player on this roster has something to prove and has something that they need to show in order to be part of this team moving forward it, it is it is, you know I, I don't mean to set big expectations but it is a big year for the Orlando Magic um, can't be another 22 in season they gotta get in the 30s they gotta be hanging around they gotta be showing that they're making progress and then the team can figure out okay how do we sustain and continue this progress to where we ultimately want to go which is a championship um my only reminder to everyone: I saw some comments about, oh, the Atlanta Hawks are here, the you know Memphis Grizzlies are here. Um, remember, those guys got superstar players in the draft. Orlando is certainly hoping that Paolo Banchero becomes a superstar player. And once you have that star player, everything else becomes a whole lot easier, and your timeline accelerates. Once you have that star player in place, your timeline accelerates. Um, remember with Dwight Howard, the first two years with Dwight Howard, obviously he was like his development curve was way different than I think what we're expecting from Paolo. Um but with um but with uh but with uh uh sorry, excuse me, with um uh no like and I sorry, sorry, got got an email that I need to need to answer. Um but um with with Dwight Howard, the Magic struggled for two years, made the eight seed, made a big free agent signing, and then they were off to the races, and they were off to content contending. So, you know, it's it's going to be a process, you know. I don't think the Magic, you know, again, if Palabankaro is a super duper star, they're going to be playing for for something real very very quickly. Um, if it takes him a little while, if it takes this team a little while to find the right pieces around him, it's gonna it's gonna be a, a slow climb up. But the important thing this year is that it is a climb up, and, and we'll see obviously what bringing Mobamba back brings to it. We'll see what else the Magic do obviously here uh, in the next couple weeks. But um, I want to thank everyone again for joining me here on the uh on the youtube live stream i appreciate everyone for being patient with me uh, as i messed it up last week glad everyone got to enjoy it this week i appreciate everyone for all the thanks and, and for saying hi to me throughout the course of uh throughout the course of of the draft process i really really appreciate that we got one more uh we got one more uh speak speaker request here um cds cds co- connecting here how how you doing man are you there i'm doing good how are you i'm doing good what you got today nope i guess not okay well in that case um in that case um that's gonna do it for me today i want to thank you all again for listening to today's to today's live show of locked on magic um I want to thank you all again. Uh, we got one more speaker request. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get one more speaker in uh, from from Salty Buccaneer here. Uh, hey, how's it going, man? Uh, wait for you to connect. How's it going, man? Oh, he disconnected too. Oh, sorry. Okay, I'm trying here. I'm trying here. Um, but I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google, and Spotify, and all Odyssey and all the fun places download podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. We'll try and do more of these YouTube lives and Twitter spaces throughout the throughout the off season, throughout the throughout the year. I'm trying to do a whole lot more of these, but I appreciate everyone joining us today. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this is a rough Thank you all again for joining us. We'll see you all again next time for another episode.